Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. For years, we've been told that recycling is the responsible thing to do. It's good for the planet. So it came as a surprise when the Rock Island County Waste Management Agency announced it would scale back its recycling effort by closing its drop-off sites that are often used by rural residents and others who don't have curbside collection. So what's going on? We talked with Brandon Melton with the Rock Island County Waste Management Agency to get an answer to that question. Well, I would assume that the decision to stop the drop-off collection points in Rock Island County really was kind of a difficult one to make. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. It's always difficult to take uh, services away from uh, residents of, of the county. Um, I first want to start by saying uh, and clarifying that Rock Island County Waste Management Agency isn't a part of Rock Island County. I think that's a common misconception that uh, we've heard from a lot of the community. Um, we are a separate entity. Uh, it's called a Municipal Joint Action Agency. And Rock Island County is one of those members uh, and uh, along with a number of cities, including Rock Island, Moline, East Moline, and, and other smaller communities. And um, so our budget is one that is, is separate from um, all of those uh, municipalities, but we also um, you know, run a variety of, of programs throughout the area. Um, so the board had to make a decision and weigh the drop-off uh, facilities against um, eliminating some of those programs, such as the household hazardous materials uh, collection and e-waste collection where any Rock Island County resident can go to the Scott County facility and dispose of those materials responsibly and uh, free of cost to them. Well, the Waste Management Commission, which, which is exactly what you were talking about, I mean, you've been pushing for people to recycle. You, you don't want uh, bad practices in the landfill. So, I mean, it, it's not like you're gonna stop recycling uh, throughout Rock Island County. Absolutely not. I think that was uh, some other confusion that we've heard. Um, the curbside recycling um, that, that is available in all of the all of our member governments at least offer some form of curbside recycling that will continue to occur. Um, most of that material goes to the Scott County uh, Waste Commission's facility uh, to be recycled. 
uh, and they will still be accepting recycled materials at the drop-off sites throughout Davenport and uh, Scott County. Um, so the recycling at the curbside should remain the same as it always has. Uh, people that utilize that probably won't uh, feel this as, as much, but I know some of those folks still use the drop-off sites as overflow. And um, so that's something that we wanna make sure uh, you know, we, we put out to, to folks that, that are utilizing the sites that there's still the option to take it over. Not as convenient, we understand that, uh, and know that uh, folks would be disappointed in the decision. It is interesting that this is yet another impact from COVID. Um, in a way, uh, 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 to the best of my knowledge, was that um, the recycling stream and actually the entire waste management stream was interrupted by uh, the business community not being at 100%. Um, is, is that a, a correct assessment? And if that's the case, it would seem like this is gonna be a problem that's gonna last a bit longer for the waste management uh, agency. Sure, um, so there's a lot of nuance in, in uh, how, it, and I, I think everyone's still trying to get their head around all the impacts of COVID. Um, I wanted to stress too, and I'm glad you gave me the opportunity to talk about this point that um, you know, th this was sort of coming to a head already. Our, uh, our income and, and our, the, the, that we collect from the landfills was on the decline um, and over the past four years. And the expenses of our programs have been on increasing over the last four years. Um, so even before COVID, we were on a path where we were that where the board was going to have to make a decision to uh, reduce some some programs uh, to some degree. And really, um, the impacts of COVID accelerated that uh, decision, uh, and maybe the severity of the of the decrease that had to occur. Um, the bottom line was that we had to find some where $170,000 to get rid of uh, in our budget, um, which is typically around uh, $500,000 a year. Um, you know, that, that money goes towards the programs that I had mentioned before. And so the board did have to make um, that difficult decision uh, maybe a little bit sooner um, because of COVID. Uh, I think you, you, your assumption about, um, you know, commercial activity being greatly reduced because of, of uh, COVID restrictions is correct. That there's a lot fewer material um, coming into the landfill, which is really our sole source of income as, as an agency. We receive a tipping fee. Um, so when someone brings their material to be disposed of at the landfill, a portion of what they pay goes to pay for our agency's operations. When it comes to recycling, I mean, we've heard this time and again is that, I mean, some places don't accept paper anymore because there's just been too much paper and the price just plummeted. Same with some metals. I mean, is it, is it a case when it comes to recycling that in a way we've been too successful and thereby with supply and demand, there's just too much supply and then the cost just falls? Right. I'm not a I'm not a subject expert on on that aspect of it. We don't directly deal with with the recycling, but we do work with Scott County pretty closely on you know how how they're managing their materials, uh, and did get an opportunity to discuss with them you know what that looks like for them as far as um, the market value of the materials that they're collecting. And um, cardboard is actually very high right now because, uh, and I would assume largely because there's more activity for online shopping, and so boxes are are 
um, in high demand um, and single stream recycling is actually on the rise. Um, there was a time uh, really between 2018 and 2020 where the uh, recycling market was disrupted pretty significantly because um, China's embargo on our recycled materials. Um, so the market did take a pretty steep dive there, but uh, I know that Scott County was still able to market their materials. And, um, it, it, and as I mentioned, the single stream materials are the, the commodity prices for those are steadily increasing now and are actually looking good. Well, we've talked about refuse and we've talked about recycling, but let's talk about uh, household hazardous waste because uh, uh, the waste management agency is going to be having a hazardous household waste collection coming up uh, September 11th. It's Saturday at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds. This is really a good important, a, a good opportunity that if you have, I don't know, oil based paints in your garage or, or if you have uh, anything that is corrosive or chemicals or fertilizers that's just sitting around in your house, you don't want people dumping that in the toilet. You don't want them throwing it in the garbage right. can. This is your chance to dispose of it wisely. Yeah, absolutely. So we're co-hosting this event with Illinois EPA. Um, we're sort of a pilot for an annual event um, that, that we may be able to host. Um, you know, if, if the event's successful, we could see this happening every year. Um, typically, we would have to uh, apply for a grant uh, to, to make this happen. So uh, the opportunity for us to have an annual event is something that's really great. Uh, we're geographically situated in such a way that is gonna uh, benefit all of the Illinoisans uh, and in our area and then north and northeastern Illinois or northwestern Illinois, excuse me. Um, so we're looking forward to having as many people out as, as we can. Uh, we do want folks to come sign up um, and they can go to our website is ricwma.org. And the link for the sign up is on that page as well as a full list of materials that we will be accepting uh, and those that we won't be. Uh, probably the most common that, that we see people bringing is latex paint. Um, that is not going to be accepted. Um, that can be dried out and disposed of with uh, your regular trash. It is interesting, though, is that, I mean, it's almost like we're all conditioned now um, in a way. And I shouldn't speak for everyone, but so many more people are more wise to uh, uh, recycling and to uh, hazardous waste disposal and, and, and thinking of garbage in a different way. Um, that's really the key to our future, isn't it? I think so, absolutely. Uh, and I think that perception has shifted, uh, you know, generationally uh, quite a bit, um, that it, it's, it's almost an automatic behavior now. Uh, and, you know, I guess for, for, for that reason, uh, the landfills are receiving less material, which is, which is a, great, a great thing, I think. Um, but it's also how our agencies fund it. Um, in, in part. So there's there's a little bit of a disconnect there and maybe some opportunity for um, some creative thinking and how our agency moves forward in the future and how we're funded. Um, so I, I guess in that way, you know, it, it's a good thing and, we're, and we want to see that continue. Uh, when the drop-off sites were uh, initiated, not all of our communities did have um, curbside recycling and that's changed that that now there is a curbside option for uh, definitely most of our um, most of our urban residents uh, less so for our rural residents which I think are feeling this most but um, 
it, it has been successful in that way that there are opportunities for um, a majority of folks in the area. Brandon Melton with the Rock Island County Waste Management Agency. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.